Um, Good boy. Bucks. So oh, here we Steve go. Which one have we got? Brad or Re- Reggie? Nah, Reggie? Reggie. Reggie. I saw him. Um, my egg of the week. So, what? I said he can be my egg of the week. He just had Brad, Brad's shit live on air. That's just disrespectful. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Fuck these dogs, man. How dumb are they? Cut All right, here we go. Friends and enemies, welcome back to episode 15 of the Content Catch-Up. Um, as always, I'm joined by the lovely, stunning, looking, really nice and green today, Jeez, Michael pouring me up today. Francis Barker. Francis Barker, here he is. You. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. How are we, Barks? Big, big round of applause. Um, Yeah, no, I'm good. Good, good uh, mentally, physically, you know, a bit worse for wear, but... Um, yeah, we live. We move on. We live. For those who haven't been following our tweets at, ho- at home, do you want yeah, to give a small update with. on what's what's happened? Yeah, let's get over and done with. Come on. Yeah, so a uh, full ruptured ACL and a few fractures to go with it on the old left left knee. So, um, yeah, not, not great news, but um, no, I did a basketball injury. Um, yeah, didn't think it was much because I've, been a brave soldier through the week, Jules. I've just been walking around practically normally. Went to dog training, um, things like that, and yeah, got the news that it's completely fucked. Is essentially what it is. But, um, yeah, we'll have to go. You can go through the process with me. I would. I would love to hear um, the opposite side to that and see how Elise has rated how much of a soldier you've been, and see whether <laughs> there's any on. truth to that or whether you've been yeah hamming it up a lot. And so, nah, he's done nothing. Just been no, wheeling I, around I in she, his bloody computer chair. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, I think she'd tend to agree because in, in all honesty, like I've never done anything serious like this, but I've felt it. I felt, I found it quite odd that it essentially has felt fine to move around on. So that sort of news when it hits mm. like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that. But um, no, at least would agree. I'm, I'm pretty brave. You've you've done a good job of doing it. Like you haven't just done it. <laughs> if you're going to do oh, something properly, don't, it. yeah, don't <laughs> half ass it. Um, maybe we can document you, it. You really did understand this. Oh, yeah, mate. It could be like a um, the comeback. Yeah, well, like a Derek Rose down. style um, documentary. Yeah. Do you want to make a vlog? We'll make a vlog together. Yeah, maybe you should. Yeah, okay. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Let's let's put into it. Okay. Fans I'm- haven't asked for it, but like, let's do it anyway. See the hard work, see the tears, a lot of down moments. Oh, I shouldn't joke about it. I know, it. I know it can be quite tough, so we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So that that's about me uh, since we last recorded. But what have you been doing? I actually saw on the old uh, social media say you made your footy debut, didn't you? Or comeback? Yeah, I it was say. back playing comeback. The comeback's on. Um, yeah, played first game of footy uh, yesterday. At the Labour and Pain Football Club, which is part of the Rebel Football league um yeah which is just pretty much pub footy which was, How was it it's a lot of fun yeah yes um we did get the win we did get the win um over the, the galahs i don't know what pub they belong to but bloody um, galahs. yeah we Elf stewart coach them bloody galahs yeah flaming galahs um <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun um got to play alongside barnes as well she she was really good and um Man, I forgot like how much running you actually have to do in football. I was gassed. I was. I was, <laughs> was going to ask that if you surprised <laughs> if it surprised you oh. or you remembered how bad it was. It's not so much like I can, 
I back myself in saying that I'm a decent runner these days. Like I can. Well, you did. I've got marathon. fitness. Yeah, but it's like the sprinting. I, I cannot sprint and then start and stop and start and stop. A lot of respect for Patrick Cripps because, like, I was playing midfield <laughs> and it's Cripps. it's not easy. I can, can can confirm it's not easy. Can we get a can we but, get um, a quick rundown of stats? You you posted some. Oh, I feel like the empty stats uh, on your Instagram story, but I want to know quickly they, for they you and Mars what empty stats. How how are the performances? Um, I reckon I probably got around. Oh, oh, it's not it's not a lot. Let's keep in mind oh, that it's the first game back. I reckon yeah. I had six or seven, six or seven disposals, three or four hard ball gets at the bottom of the pack, and a goal assist. I'd say that's probably my my stat that's line important. there. Um, yeah, the goal assist was it was the important thing. I did a George Costanza as well. It was in the fourth quarter. I, Kicked the ball in for a goal assist. The, the guy marked it, kicked a goal, and I ran straight to the bench. I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> really? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Is that yeah. like a local pub footy uh, rule as well? Oh, sorry, you're not the goal kicker. Oh, but- no, they were just like, oh, because we had a – you can have like 12 people on your bench, which is wild, and they were just like keep getting rotations in um, because – the other team didn't have a big bench. So, like, our whole thing was, well, if we just keep rotating, we'll be fresh. Yeah. Um, so, I came off just thinking, like, it's the right thing to do. And then I didn't get back on for the rest of the quarter. But that's fine. Had, had a lot of fun. Um, Mance played everywhere. She was back forward center at one stage Ooh, as well. Versatility. A couple of very good marks. Yeah, a lot of versatility. Um, she played really well nice. as well. That's I. I still think this whole concept's really cool. I didn't realize the pub leagues existed, but it just makes sense. And I saw you guys had a beer post game, so it's like it just fe- it feeds all sorts. Couple of, of bevs post game. Yeah, well done. Yeah, it was good. No, highly highly recommend anyone who's um who has a pub in their vicinity that does it get a part of it. It's a very um soft way to get in back into football. Very friendly environment. Yeah, just don't hurt your but knees. That's that. <laughs> And, uh, anyway, actually, that's, that's enough uh, about us. I'm on board the retirement train now. I think everyone yeah, should retire. I don't think you can age. play again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. There's let's, no comeback for you, is there? No, nah, Elise no, put we'll an end to it, and she said, "No, nah, no, you don't come back." All right, come on. Let's get into some content, Bucks. <laughs> it's not up to Elise. It's my body. We've got a bit of F1. It is. It is the Grand Prix week. Um, and it would be boom, boom. rude of us not to not to talk about it, not to zoom into some F one content. Am I right, Barks? You are right. You are right. Oh, you didn't give me the respect I deserved on that part. What? But anyway, this is the first one, right? <laughs> zoom into some content. Fucking hell. Oh, I didn't. Um, even, so I just ignored you. Yeah, go on. That's good. Well done. Yeah, as always. Um, so I think one of the cool things that F one does a lot of. Um, and I don't know whether this is on the back of Drive to Survive and people expecting this access from the drivers and whatnot, but they share a lot of the like um, team radio post um, any race and like the conversations that the driver is having with um, their pit crew and, and other drivers and whatever else is going on. Two things about this. I love the way that they use dynamic captions across the video, like um, for anyone watching at home, it's not your standard subtitles. It's like really, I get dynamic. It's like engaging captions. They kind of mm. like pop up big text across the middle of the screen and the 
text kind of like follows as the person saying it rather than just appear. Maybe kinetic is the the phrase rather. Um, just a bit more engaging than your standard, oh, here's the subtitles, read over the top of it. And for something short like this, I think it works, like quite punchy. Um, and the second one is the actual content itself. Like this particular one that I picked out is a moment where um, Sebastian Vettel had crashed um, during one of the qualifying races, I, I imagine, or one of the pit, the tests or whatever it was. Practice. Um, and it shows a moment where Mick Schumacher, obviously the f- famous son of Michael Schumacher, drives past but actually slows down to to check whether the his fellow driver is okay. He checks with the pit crew, which is where the, the captioning comes in, but then stops, slows down, and actually gives a thumbs up to see whether Sebastian is is good, gets the thumbs up, and then drives on. Um, That's cool. So, again, it's like the, the humanizing of the drivers, like obviously a very competitive sport. I think that's well documented, but it does show the nicer side of it as well and perhaps softens the the um, the ego of it all um, a little bit. So, yeah. a really good example of picking out moments that you've obviously got endless amounts of content coming through, but picking out the moments that are going to resonate the best with um, the supporter base. Yeah. Easy content as well. Like that's so easy for them to grab. I assume that subtitle stuff must be a template. But, um, yeah, it just gives you a good insight into the actual race and the the humans behind it. But, yeah, I really like that. Like you were talking about the subtitles is sort of funny because I think if you want to put subtitles on a video, it's sort of you want to make it discreet and not your main focus. But the way they've done it is the Mm. complete opposite. And I think it works. I think it's also because obviously like team radio is probably quite hard to understand. Like it's very grainy in its in its True. sound. Um, so to have big, bold captions, um, yeah, probably works. And you're definitely right. It's a it's a template that they use because they roll it across all the their videos that they do with subtitles. Um, but it is an interesting way. Like you're right. Like subtitles probably aren't the most exciting thing to talk about, but they are a necessary thing in this day and age um so how do you make them more engaging if you especially if you've got short clips probably something that not a lot of people think about but the f1 has gone down that path i think it's becoming quite um popular as well like even in the nba world i think i've linked to you this how a lot of the teams are doing the thumbnails they're almost like um memes like they've got the big text of lamello ball crazy assist yeah and then they'll go into the highlight like it's just a way of grabbing um the fans attention uh, of course, Elise is that liked like it, big YouTube no. style. Yeah, it's, it's like a YouTube thumbnail. You're right. Yeah, oh, Elise. Um, so that's one <laughs> of the things I saw at the F1, and I believe that this one, this next one, is actually on the back of that Sebastian Vettel crash. Um, so, <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, at least um, obviously Elise was talking about it, but yes, yeah, she was telling me. Elise has liked it as well. We should just get Elise to do a review <laughs> of the F1 want- content. You reckon we could bring her on next week as a special segment? She wouldn't shut up. <laughs> um, so this is just probably, again, like one of the cool moments. You, you're never guaranteed that this stuff is going to happen um, in sport. So when it does, I think you just got to make the most of it. It really showcases the personality of the, the athlete, Sebastian Vettel, uh, he's just grabbed a, for those just listening at home, he's just grabbed a moped and he's doing like a lap of honor on this <laughs> moped as he goes around the, yeah, after his accident, just like going around and waving <laughs> to the audience, having a bit of me time, but like, fair enough, why not? 
Yeah. You know what I love about these bits is, like, we're not going to know what the F1 strategy behind content of coverage of the Grand Prix this year is, but so much of it is... I just feel like sometimes we might just overthink planning stuff. Like, things are going to happen that you don't know are going to happen, and the point is just to be clever around covering what happens and how you use that with your content. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it might have been a bit of laziness on my behalf, but, like, planning isn't everything. It's just reactionary i think is what i'm trying to say i think as well because we do work in an industry where um yeah obviously we do some planning around like things that we need to cover in important events but we we never know what's going to happen and that reactionary element is so important in our jobs and being able to adapt to like the circumstance or what happens on a race or what happens in a game or what happening in the crowd, whatever that might be and, yeah. and capitalize on it. It's a lot of, you can do a lot of planning, but the best content, like you said, is often spontaneous and, and something that you would never anticipate. Like there's no way that they would have thought this was going to happen. Yeah. You could probably also make an argument that if you're too worried about what you've planned, you might not be focusing as much on the reactionary stuff. Like if you, if you've got a plan throughout the race that you want to put out a certain amount of, content could you you might not even be watching say the crowd stuff as closely that you could turn into a easy bit of content but they might be stretching it but i think it's just a uh, a good point yeah um so that's all i saw from the f1 so far i have to admit i haven't been watching it too closely but um maybe keep an eye out over the the next couple of days and see what what comes up um obviously if you're listening to this we you already know who won the f1 the we're filming on a Sunday, so don't spoil it for us. It was um, Michael Schumacher. The, la- <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Um, it's a bit of an older one and it's not really content, but I thought it was kind of cool. So there's two teams um, from Washington, the Washington Wizards and the Washington Nationals, <laughs> who I believe are the baseball team and the basketball team. Um, and they've actually collaborated on a um, uniform. Oh, so uh, they'll be wearing like similar elements in their jumper um, or the Guernsey rather across the two coats. That's cool. Bring the city oh, just, together. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was really cool. I mean, it's not something I've really ever seen before in a in a sport. That's um, a good point. I, I just I think it's probably like an untapped um, – untapped opportunity that a lot of people haven't thought about would you um would you like to see the washington wizards and the washington nationals wear the exactly exact same jersey or is that too far i don't know i mean i don't see why you couldn't do something a bit more similar but i like the soft integration of like a small element i think baseball is probably like a little bit more traditional in what they wear i don't know if they go like bright colors as they do in basketball but i like the subtle integration for now i think it's just something cool that yeah no one's thought of imagine if they did it in melbourne like the melbourne demons and melbourne storm and melbourne victory all wearing something similar that's like that could be pretty powerful yeah like even like you're saying like the subtle like a subtle texture like if you've got the same sort of i don't know triangular shapes across the three melbourne teams it could yeah be a sort of united approach to it different yeah something different to to consider so if you're um in charge of uniforms anywhere 
I reckon look into this. this. This is a winner. I actually yeah. thought um, when you said I wonder the Nas- if- Sorry, I was going to say, I thought the Nationals were the Washington Generals, the, um, um, what's it called? What's the joke? The NFL team. No, no, no. What's the joke basketball team that's touring? Um, God, I've gone completely blank. You know the um, – oh, this is great listening, listeners. Um, what's, what's the joke basketball team that are, <laughs> that, are, that are touring right now that are literally everywhere? They're like a circus Harlem act. Yeah, Harlem Globetrotters. So their enemy or their opposition are the Washington Generals, and I thought that's who the Washington Nationals oh. were. Anyway, we got there. No. We got there in the end. We got there eventually. <laughs> For those playing at home, the answer was the Washington Generals. <laughs> yeah. Opposition of the Harlem Globetrotters. It was actually the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. Um, all right, you done there? Let's see, skulls mm-hmm. of coffee. Big, <laughs> big morning for Julie. <laughs> Big recovery. Uh, we're on. I'll quickly, quickly. Speaking of on, you know who's not on? LeBron. He's physically not on. Um, I was actually He's physically quickly, dead. I'll quickly jump. Oh, Jesus. I'll quickly jump to my um, other piece of content because it, it's still F1. F1, so yeah, we'll cool. just quickly go to it. Um, Alpha Torre, one of the, the teams, um, put out a video during the week and it's just very cool video editing. Probably seen a bit of this. Oh shit! Before, but um, yeah. For those just listening, they've basically just got their two drivers. Um, I don't know how to explain it. So they got their two drivers. Probably well, the first bit is they've got their two drivers. I'll just skip back. Um, at a location, let's just say it's the Melbourne Grand Prix. It's not, but for this example, that Melbourne Grand Prix, they've got like a angle low to the ground facing up, and they're filming a video, and then. Their drivers are like behind, just say the surface of like a stadium, and then they're jumping up, and then they all of a sudden land inside the stadium, and then they pick the phone up um, and walk around the stadium. Um, really cool, just editing, and it's also smart because it's it, it couldn't be done unless you've got the thought. Um, very obvious statement, but it couldn't be done without the thought um, before filming it. Um, and there's how do you reckon they've of- done this though? Yeah, I, I don't know. The- this one, so I just want to watch the second one. Jumps over it. I think it must be simpler than we think. I, I assume. Oh, but the background's still moving. Would they just have the green screen behind this one, and then just mask the shot mm. in? Like and then rotoscope him. Then just rotoscope him, but it's very clean. It's very clean. either that or they like. Get him to land, jump and land, and they kind of match it up. Well, I, yeah, I think they'd have to do that too. But the background bit, I don't know. Um, then as you go forward, there's just another one. Um, just good, good. You love After Effects talk. I think yeah. they're launching some sort of merch, but he's basically one of the drivers are <laughs> throwing them themselves on the ground and they're landing <laughs> in different t-shirts each time. Um. Final one is similar. That is very cool, though. Yeah. Just very good, very good um, editing, and it, it's good content, I think. Get a lot of interaction from it, but I just wanted to shout out. So whoever's the video editor and content creators from Alpha Torre, well done. Um, any comments on that, Jules? Anything from yourself, No. Something different. I like it. I like it. Like, it, it's very TikTok-y. Yes, very. Is very, my, like, assessment. Yeah. Very now, it's what's 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 in now. New um, age, <laughs> new age content. 
baby. Uh, this one, so I've got two other bits of content. They're both LeBron. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, it's okay. First one, very interesting. So Kenny Beecham, in, in case you haven't heard of him, he's a YouTuber from America, um, very big in the NBA and NBA 2K world. But he's, we don't know what's the video because he's done the, the work, but he has done a bit of research where he's found out that every time the Lakers lose a game, LeBron has never been on the photo, the game, the final <laughs> score photo. Um, and I don't know if this is part of, is it coincidental or is it literally part of a contract? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a bit odd. Oh, it would have to be part of a contract, surely. That just seems like the ultimate thing that LeBron would do. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a bit yeah like it, i'm never going to be on a losing graphic it's a bit sad isn't it <laughs> but, but we don't know the inner workings of it and i'd be very curious but um we'll link this in our in our schedule but um he has actually gone through and looked at all the final score graphics and lebron has never been in one so it's probably a bit much for mine even if i am the biggest lebron fan but yeah it's it's too much in like you think lebron should just suck up and Oh, be to, part yeah, of to, the losing graphics. Yeah, to yeah. like, I don't know if it's his management or him or whoever. Yeah, let's just go off the assumption that it has been talked upon and he won't be on a score graphic. But it's just a bit like as if anyone would actually go to that effort of requesting their player or their, the player they manage not to be on a final score graphic. Like it's a bit. I don't know the word for it, but cocky, arrogant, a bit I soft. Know. I don't think soft works. It's a like pre- precious or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is it a bit like, um, sooky? Like, yeah. Well, oh, you I can't you can't commit I yourself. Fully I don't want to be a- associated with losing. Yeah, you can't commit yourself fully to a team and then not want to be shown on any bit of um, losing content. But again, we don't know the inner workings. It's just good good research from Kenny Beecham. Yeah, I like that. I wonder if there's any other player. <laughs> yeah, well, LeBron would be the only one that comes to mind that would care about that sort of stuff if if there was someone in the afl who would never be on a losing graphic who do you think it would be wow like who would have that written i would, I would this is i'll put you on the spot here but if you if you could nominate like one person in the afl that you think would never be on a losing graphic who would it be i'm just trying to think of anyone um That'd have to be a big name. You're not going to be that small <laughs> third yeah. ten gamer. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a bit stumped. Um, do you have anyone? Save me a bit. Um, I'm trying to think of a like players with big ego. Yeah. Um, and who like who's a bit funny? Have in a the bit world? of bit about themselves. We don't. I feel like a Tom Lynch from Richmond would Tom, not want to be yeah. on a losing graphic. Yeah, I remember at least once bumped you into know? him and he was a tosser in real life. Well, he came across that way. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, someone I feel like, like he- unreadable, like Jordan Degoe. Is that a bit harsh? I don't know. I mean, we wouldn't want Jordan Degoe on a graphic anyway, unless it was a, a wanted poster, would we? <laughs> no, true. Serious topic, but true. Um, no, I don't have an answer for you. I, I, I'm just trying to think of big egos in the AFL, and now I, I've stumped myself. Well, 
I thought like I was also thinking maybe someone like Paddy Dangerfield, but I feel like mm, he'd get coaxed so. into it because he's just like I'd still want to see my face somewhere. <laughs> I don't think Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. If, you, if Buddy, you're listening, Buddy Franklin. Really? Maybe like the Michael Jordan of the AFL. Maybe he's got something where he's just like, Nah, don't put me on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I want, I want to hear other people's opinions. I want to hear any listeners if they've got any yeah. names they want to throw at us. Good question, though. Um, let's quickly jump to the next one. Which And let's broaden it out. Like, sorry, which Australian athlete? It doesn't have to be AFL. It can be yeah, an Australian yeah. athlete is not appearing on a losing graphic. That's let's, what we've got for you this week. Let's put a post up. I want to put a post up. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, second bit of really easy content, overthinking, overthinking content is the theme again for this. Um, check out this TikTok from the NBA account. LeBron achieved, what was it? He, he passed some sort of, moved into third or something all, in all-time scoring. Or scoring was, record? Yeah. 36,000 points so, or something? Um, yeah, something like that. And the NBA um, social, social media producer or on the game, um, who's, whoever's working the game, is at the Lakers bench, literally doesn't say anything apart from LJ congrats and then you just get um lebron's raw reaction of laughing and then i like it i think how good is that and how nothing is that at the same time like it's such a you, you're not going to pitch that to your manager about yeah i'm going to do this but that is such a good TikTok or real, just to see what LeBron's like or yeah. what Mo's like. I think it's um, I think it's really cool. Um, there's this there's this thing I I learned once, and it's like whenever you're asking someone a question or like um, you're not really sure what answer you're gonna get from them or you want them to talk, you just like ask one thing or say one thing, and then just sit down, shut up, and and look at them. <laughs> And like, then they fill the space. Like, they feel like they need to fill the space with something. So, even if they're not a big talker, they'll get, like, uncomfortable to the point of where they'll that's, talk. Yeah, that's not bad. And Especially I feel like if, that's a perfect example. Yeah, I like that. So, like, if you're, like, the interviewer or if you're trying to um, – what's the word? Like, you're trying to get something out of an athlete or a player, you just literally say one word and even if they're awkward about it, you see what their responses are. Yeah, you just got to give them time, like rather than, and it's easier said than done because, like, as an interviewer, you want to get awkward. the most out of it and really prompt them to get an answer. Um, but yeah, sometimes sit down, <laughs> shut up, don't say anything. Now I'm just imagining like a real, like they just can't read the room at all, and like LeBron suck. I think you get a different reaction out of him if you did that. Oh, yeah, but that's the point. Like, it's like, what would LeBron actually say to the guy that they know or the girl behind the camera that they know is working for the social media team? He's like, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, big right, reaction that's all from found. LeBron. Big reaction. No, that's all I had for you, Jules. Hope you there's enjoyed it. There's some good content this week. We're back. We're back <laughs> We're delivering, back. aren't we? Anyway, that's a good segue. Egg, egg of the week. <laughs> egg of the week. I'll, I'll kick this off. Um, just a short one. So, you think athletes always got to remember a few things when they go to the game. They've got to remember their kit. Actually, they don't even have to remember their kit because it gets nah. taken there for them. 
let's say like some shoes, deodorant, change of clothes for afterwards, headphones, wallet, keys, right? Like that's pretty much all they've got to bring to the game. And their bloody pass to get into the game. (laughs) Uh, So it looks like um, AFL player Jesse Hogan, who plays for the GWS Giants, uh, got into a bit of a tussle with uh, security because he forgot his match day pass and couldn't oh. actually get into the ground. <laughs> oh, the security officer from the vision looks like he's holding his ground too. Like, no, nah, hands on the hips. Like, no, nah, well, <laughs> don't have it. Can't get in. It, it reminds me very much of the, the security guard who asked for Roger Federer's um, pass like in the Australian Open oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. Funniest security Which turned out to be... I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so that security guard that asked Roger Federer for his um, his pass turned out to be Damon Jackman's dad. Wow. Former, um, le- former Carlton videographer and yeah. also um, creative edge filmographer. Films. Yeah. Filmographer? Is that a word? Small world. Yeah. Filmographer, I think so. That's videographer. Pretty, uh, Videographer is, but um, anyway, I'm getting off track. That's yeah, the one that's, going for. that's pretty funny. Yeah, a bit of an egg there. Yeah, come on, mate. Just remember your pass. Put it in your wallet. Just leave it there. You don't need to take it out. <laughs> uh, I just want to notice the on note of the length of the video from the content person. It's four seconds. So they've clearly like <laughs> just quickly realized. Oh, hang on. Shit themselves. Film myself. Sign to film. Um, my of the week this week, WNBL Grand Final. Congrats to the Melbourne Boomers. Took it out yesterday. But, um, yeah, so on the flight over, it was it was held in Perth. Actually, no, sorry. Game two was in Perth. Game three was in Melbourne. So, they had a flight back from Perth to Melbourne. Um, they lost the trophy and championship rings. Oh, blame God. It on, no. I don't know if this... I don't know if this is a cheeky blame on Qantas by tagging him, but I don't think they, they were blaming him, but they just said that the trophy and championship rings went missing. Um. The winners will see something a little different tonight, yada, yada, yada. But the good news is they got it back. So, that's fine. There it is. Uh, it's all How did score. they lose it, though? Oh, where is it? Oh, I don't know. You want to deep dive on it? I want to know, like, how you bloody lose a fucking trophy. Should well, just be I'm on the seat yeah. next to you? <laughs> that's what I'm sort of aching. <laughs> like, uh, if I, that was my job, I'd hang on to that thing with my dear life. Oh, God. That's, a, that's they got embarrassing. A, How embarrassing for them. Egg. No, they got it back. It's the main thing. <laughs> right. Like? Opposite side of this. Bosses. Um, bit of positivity. Bit of positivity. Um, Bosses. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. boss First of one. The week. Our friends at the Miami Heat, fuck, they just do not miss. They do not miss. So, unless you've been living under a fucking rock, you would have seen the Will Smith, Chris Rock um, moment at the the Oscars. So, I believe that um, Miami Heat might have lost to Sacramento Kings, obviously, within the last couple of weeks. Um, And in their typical game day graphics style, they've gone um last week last night didn't happen will smith with the like men in black <laughs> forget a thing shocks them and then is dancing <laughs> next to good. chris rock 
<laughs> very good. They're, it's they're, very they're so funny. Good, aren't they? They're so quick. They're as just well. hilarious. No, I was gonna say I think they're, they're probably the best execution in terms of like a team that keeps. Um, well, actually, they're the first ones that do this me- sort of meme thing for the wins, but the team that sort of keeps it fresh as well. Like they don't repeat the same thing. Very consistent as well. Like, um, that's the thing they they do it consistently, consistently yeah. well. They, I don't know how you can be funny for that long, honestly. No, well, it's, um, it's like tuning into the, like the pop culture scene as well, isn't it? Like, it's not about basketball. It's hardly yeah. about basketball. Very, very little about um, basketball. Um, What's your next? This one? other one. This is just fucking. This is just wholesome, right? So, um, Joel Selwood. Um, captain of the Geelong Football Club, um, broke the all-time AFL record for most games captained at 227 and stumbled across his mum's Instagram post for him and it's just like one of the most wholesome things you'll ever see, just a collection of Joel Salwood photos from um, his junior years up until like thing. I just think it's... um, Number one, really wholesome. But then I went back through her profile. So if you click on it um, and just visit her profile for a second and literally it's just all pictures of her boys playing football (laughs) and I just think it's the most wonderful thing ever. I'm just all for it. I think uh, Mrs. Selwood, like you've clearly built your life around your boys playing football. It's just a fucking sensational. (laughs) Yeah, it's good, boss. Wholesome, boss. (laughs) Wholesome boss. Thank you for all of this. You know, like rough screenshots of a coin toss. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a photo of the TV. Coin toss, heads or tails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need more uh, Mrs. Selwoods in the world. Oh, it's her doing Marie. it. Marie. I disregard that. Yeah. Um, but still funny. Still funny. Good on you, Marie. Um, my, I've got a good one this week, Jules. So, um, not to go back to my ACL news, but um, diehard fan will call Casey. She went out of her way to respond to the story of me in the hospital and sort of asked what was wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And then that wasn't enough for her. She um, insisted to send me some basically PDFs and a nice, um, very helpful YouTube video and other bits of research around ACL injuries, um, especially pre-op exercises, which I've looked into and I believe it relates heavily to her studies. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to Casey because that was completely unnecessary, but very lovely of you. And I even, I did, I did over Instagram just sort of said, no, you don't need to, but she insisted. So shouts, Casey, you're you're a very good egg, but not the egg of the week, you're the boss of the week, but you're a good egg. What a very good person. That's just so nice. Boss, thanks, Casey. Looking after our our boy. Yeah. Helpful. Friend of the show. I think more than a friend of the show. I don't know what the next level up is, but I know some other podcasts have like a clever clever name of like um like their their group, but maybe we need to work on that. I don't know anything for you now. The catch uppers. The catches. The uppers. Fucking awful. Probably relates to content, I assume. Like something clever to do with uh, groups or um group chats. No, I don't know. We'll work on it. The schedulers. Because they're like the bloody workers. Um, I know. Bloody get on with your mic'd up. Hey, mate. yeah, mic'd mic'd up's back this week. Um, <laughs> huge. I love this segment. If you mic me up, it's Mike because uh, it's my name. Best one, best one of the show. So, 
Uh, a for W uh, grand final yesterday. Jules, congrats to the Crows. It was. Once again, they're, yeah. they're too good, I think. Third, Once again. It's their third, isn't it? I think it is. I believe it is their third, yeah. So, so their captain, Chelsea Randall, receives a medal on the stage and this very wholesome um, audio clip is captured by the 7 AFL broadcast. I'll just give it a listen. Can you be my captain? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be my captain? How lovely is that? Oh, huh. <laughs> um, and she says I, would... I can be your captain. The skeptic in me. Oh, here we go. Like... <laughs> someone, someone <laughs> told Channel her Seven. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably do right they, as well, do they load up these <laughs> these kids? <laughs> I hate you. Like, I, I, how, I believe that. How convenient that that. <laughs> You're right. How convenient that that was mic'd up and r- clear as fucking day. Is everything... And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're too good. Because I was thinking maybe there I mean, isn't there great, a mic on the moment. stage. Can't you hear... Can't you hear everything? That's so clear, mate. That maybe, but like, how did they know to switch to that directly in that broadcast? Screw you. Like, <laughs> sorry, it's just the sceptic in me. I no, don't you're, think prob- you're probably. I don't think that's right. an organic. She's probably wearing Can a you mic. be my captain? It's scripted. There we go. <laughs> go down a couple. Oh, yeah. Chunkers. <laughs> oh, I'll just fucking go fuck myself. Oh, it's still good. Still good. It was yeah, nice. It was still nice. Well, hey, scripted. If it was if it was scripted, then good on whoever did it because it fooled me and it's still a nice moment. Yeah, it's still a nice moment. I'm sure. Like, it's just call it encouragement. It's not scripting. True. The kids had to do it. They had to deliver it. Maybe it's a paid. Maybe it's not a yeah. real um, Oz kicker or whatever they have to do. It's a paid actress. <laughs> maybe Lyra, this whole thing's Lyra a simulation. <laughs> maybe we're just watching a video game. Yeah, maybe they didn't even win the premiership. It's an ad. This is some real Black Mirror shit. <laughs> this is no longer the content oh, catch up. We're just show. living a Black Mirror episode. Are you kidding? Are I you was fucking well? Episode. Black Mirror uh, is going to be one, one of the best one shows episode. ever. Oh, I'll, 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 oh one you need episode. to watch more. But it was just too it was too strange for me. And I know every, every every episode is different. I hope I'm talking about the right show here, but every episode is different. But it was just too weird. It's a fucking sensational show. You need, no, to, well, you, you need to give it the time. You go enjoy that. Um, we're done here for episode 15 of this brilliant podcast. Thanks for everyone tuning in. Okay, guys, wrap it up. I'm not going to say anything about guests because we're good enough. It was great to catch up with you, Jules. I feel like we haven't seen each other for a while, so it's been really nice. We haven't because you haven't been in the office. Oh, well, fucking sorry for fucking my life and me. Bloody hell. Did you even hear that I said you haven't been in the office, unfortunately? <laughs> God, you're a sook. You've done your knee. Get over it. Life Fuck goes on, out. Michael. Get over yourself. Um, Mimi Hill was dancing at the AFLW Best and Fairest a couple of days after she did her ACL. Shouts to Sook, mate. You know, she probably, knew, Shit, she probably knew what she'd done by then as well. I don't know how that helps. Um, Shouts to Mimi Hill. Congrats on help. the Rising Star, by the way, if you're listening. Um, you, you. Follow us on socials, YouTube, all that jazz. Um, yeah, it's been real. I don't have anything else for you to say, but Jules, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Um, happy happy Wednesday yeah. to you all. 
It's a pleasure. We will see you next week. Bye. Well said. Goodbye, everyone.